Welcome to Come and Reason with Christian psychiatrist and author Dr. Tim Jennings. Together we will reason through complex issues to find evidence-based answers that harmonize scripture, science, and our life experiences. I'm your Come and Reason host, Charles Mills. This program is sponsored by Come and Reason Ministries. The Bible is an amazing collection of writings which, as we've discovered in recent programs, are designed from the ground up to do one thing, reveal God's character of love, period. It's amazing what happens when you open and read those writings with that thought center stage in your mind. But what about the prophetic writings, Bible prophecy? What's the purpose there? What would you say is the theme of prophecy? Let's ask Dr. Jennings that question. He joins us via Skype. Dr. Jennings, what do you believe is the purpose and the theme of Bible prophecy? That is a great question. And when we think of the Bible, the Bible is filled with many, many prophecies. It's not single prophecies, many prophecies. And so the primary purpose of Bible prophecy is to encourage the faithful and strengthen our faith in God. Mm. That's the primary purpose. The primary purpose of Bible prophecy is not to become a form of a crystal ball where we can accurately predict the future events before they incur. That is not the primary purpose. The primary purpose is that when the events happen and we see what's transpired and we read back the scripture, we see that God foreknew and it didn't take God by surprise. And therefore, our faith and confidence in God that he has an overarching plan and he is working out his will and our faith in God. That's the primary purpose. And Jesus actually said this to his disciples on several occasions. I have told you beforehand these things so that when they occur, that you will believe or have faith or you will not doubt. And and that is the overall primary purpose. But that primary purpose of having faith also comes through when we understand the theme. And I want to spend the majority of our time just going through some Bible prophecies and showing you, well, the details, and they will have specifics that are different that we can look back and some have been fulfilled and we can see those details. But the actual theme of essentially every Bible prophecy is the same theme just being presented. It's like facets in a diamond. Every one of them has a little different angle, a little different subtext, a little different specific people involved, but the theme of every Bible prophecy is essentially the same. Let's look at the theme then, okay? Yes, let's do that. Yes. First Bible prophecy, the first prophecy in Scripture we find in Genesis 3.15, right after Adam and Eve sinned, while they're still in Eden, before they even have to leave the garden, God has a prophecy where he promises that the seed or the offspring of the woman is going to be born and he's going to crush the serpent's head and bring salvation. The promised Messiah is coming, Genesis 3.15. And what is the theme of that Messiah? Jesus is coming to destroy sin and Satan and save humanity. That's the theme. Next major prophecy, we all know, is a prophecy or a promise given to Abraham in Genesis 22, and it's repeated several times, the same one. But in Genesis 22, 17, it says, I will bless you and multiply you and multiply your descendants as the stars of the heaven and the sands of the, the seashore, and your descendants shall possess the gates of their enemies. In your seed or offspring, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. And what's the theme of this prophecy to Abraham? It's it's through your children that the Genesis 3.15 promise is going to be realized that the Messiah is coming to crush the serpent's head and save humanity, destroying sin and Satan and saving humanity. Same theme. Mm-hmm. In 2 Samuel 
7, 11 to 16, we have a promise to King David. The Lord declares that you, the Lord himself, will establish a house for you. And when the days are over and you rest with your fathers, I'll raise up from your offspring to succeed, and he will establish a kingdom. And again, what is the theme of this Bible prophecy? It is that it is now through David's line that the promise of Genesis 3.15 is going to be realized, that the Messiah is coming to destroy sin and Satan and save humanity. And of course, how about this one? Isaiah 9, 6 and 7, for unto us a child is born, mm. a son is given, government be on his shoulder, and he'll be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. His reign on David's throne over the kingdoms and establishment, uphold justice and righteousness forever and ever. Again, the theme, destroying sin and Satan and saving humanity. Zechariah's prophecy about Joshua and the high priest. And what is the uh, theme of that one? Jesus is destroying sin, removing sin from sinners, holding back the accuser and saving the people. Yes. Are you seeing a theme here? I am. Absolutely. Absolutely. Zechariah 6, uh, 12 and 13 says, tell him this is what the Lord Almighty says. Here is the man whose name is the branch with a capital B. He will branch out from his place and build the temple of the Lord. It is he who will build the temple of the Lord and will be clothed with majesty and sit and rule on his throne. And he will be the priest and there will be harmony between the two. This is talking about Jesus leaving heaven, branching out from his place in heaven to build his temple. Know ye not that ye are a temple of the Lord and the Spirit dwells in you. He builds his temple. He's the chief cornerstone and the apostles are the foundation and we are built together in a house for the Lord. This is what it's talking about. So what's the message? It gives us more details. You notice how we're getting more details. It started out with just a descendant of, of right, Eve right. and then it went to Abraham's descendant. And then it went to David's descendant. And now it actually tells more that that he will be building a temple for the Lord out of the saved people, but it's still the message. He is going to come, destroy sin and Satan, and redeem or save the people. The prophecy in Haggai 2, 6 through 9, this is what the Lord Almighty says. In a little while, I will once more shake the heavens and the earth and the sea and the dry land. I will shake the nations, and the desire of nations will come, and I will fill this house with glory, says the Lord. The glory of his present house will be greater than the glory of the former house, and in this place I will grant peace, declares the Lord. And this is a prophecy, giving us a little more detail, that the new temple being built after the 70-year captivity, after Solomon's was destroyed, was going to be more glorious than Solomon's, even though it was smaller, mm -hmm. because the desire of all nations was going to come, referring to Jesus, who was going to establish peace in that place. And how does he establish peace? By overcoming sin as our Savior, destroying Satan and sin, and redeeming the race from sin. You seeing the theme? I am, I am. So, Joel, afterward, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. We've heard this prophecy before. And it goes on to say about the, the sun will be turned to darkness, the moon will turn to blood, and the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord, and everyone who calls upon the Lord's name will be saved. So what's the theme of this prophecy? We're seeing how things are going to maybe unfold, some signs and wonders, but the theme is Jesus Salvation. is going to destroy sin and save people. Okay, Jeremiah, this is what the Lord says. When the 70 years of Babylonian captivity are complete, I will come to you and fulfill my gracious promise and bring you back to this place. For I know the plans I have made, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. And what is that future? Do you think the future promise to Israel was simply 
living 100 years on this earth? No, the no. promises as you read them are, are the promises of Genesis 3.15, promised Abraham all the nations of the earth be blessed, promised through David that his line is going to reign in a, on a throne and establish a kingdom that will never be overthrown. That's what this promise, it's a promise, again, the theme to destroy sin and Satan and save humanity. The Daniel prophecy, the multi-metal man, you know that one? That's yes. a famous one, right? Yes. With the head of gold and breast of silver and belly of brass and legs of iron and then and then the feet of iron and clay. And then what happens at the end of that prophecy? It's knocked down. A it's rock yeah. that rises up, not with human hands, crushes it on its feet, and it rises up to become a kingdom. And that rock, Jesus is the rock that establishes a kingdom that comes at the end of time, the end of human history. And all the other human kingdoms are replaced with the kingdom of God. So Jesus destroys sin, Satan, and all these human kingdoms and saves the people and establishes a kingdom that will never end. Malachi. It says, I will send my messenger who will prepare a way before me, and suddenly the Lord you're seeking will come to his temple, the messenger of the covenant. Who can endure the day of his coming? He will be a refiner's fire and a launderer's soap. He will sit and refine the Levites and purify them like silver and gold. And this is a message, again, about Jesus as our mediator and, and, and heavenly high priest coming to cleanse our hearts and minds from sin and save us. And another one in Malachi, the next chapter, 4. Surely the day is coming, will burn like a furnace. All the arrogant and evildoers will burn like stubble. And the righteous then will walk on the earth and will trample down under their feet those who were wicked, says the Lord Almighty. What is this? The destruction of sin, the destruction of Satan, wiping out of all evil, and the saving of the people. Again, are we seeing there's a single theme of all the Bible prophecies to encourage us? And as we've seen one come true, then we can have confidence that the rest will come true. Jesus' prophecy, Matthew 24, if you've ever read that long prophecy, and what's the theme of the prophecy? The prophecy is the unfolding of the power of God, working out the plan of salvation to destroy sins and Satan and ultimately save the people. Paul's prophecy in 2 Thessalonians about the man of sin coming, and what happens at the end of that is that, that he's destroyed by the brightness of Jesus coming, and people are saved. And, and the book of Revelation, prophecy after prophecy in the book of Revelation, all have the same theme, which is destroying sin, Satan, and saving the people. And the purpose of the Bible prophecies, again, are not to make us capable of predicting every detail of the future events, right. the grand themes we can be certain of. Sin, Satan, and evil, pain, suffering, death are going to be destroyed. A new heaven and earth is coming. The grand themes you can have confidence in. The specific details, which month, which day, which individual person is going to be elected to the next presidency or who's going to become the next pope or whatever. These specific details are really inconsequential. The purpose of the prophecy is so that regardless of these details that seem so chaotic, God is actually in control of the grand themes, and he is bringing about his purposes. And for those who have faith or trust in him, then sin will be purged out of their heart and mind. They will be purified, as we've read in some of these prophecies. He purifies us as silver and gold, and we will have eternal life with him in a new heaven and earth. That is the point, that we can have confidence in him when things seem chaotic around us. What is the danger, Dr. Jennings, in the last couple of minutes we have on the program, what's the danger of us taking Scripture and sitting down with one hand and watching television with the other and trying to match what we see going on in the world around us to what is written down in Scripture? Is there a, is there a danger there should we be aware of? 
Well, I, when you say television, certainly, because television is significant propaganda yes. in many ways. Yes, yes. Uh, if you were to say taking scripture and getting the best historical mm. textbooks you could find to mm. find what's objectively occurred in history and see where God has been working through human history, the Bible is a book that not only gives prophecy— uh, the Bible itself is a history book yes. and describes real people who did real things and re- lived in real times. And there are other historical texts and documents, archaeological finds and so forth, that the more that is uncovered in that record confirms the biblical historical accuracy And so we can have great confidence in Scripture. And so to the degree somebody can study a Bible prophecy and with a prayerful heart, asking the Holy Spirit to enlighten the mind, comparing Scripture to Scripture and bringing in the proper understanding of God's methods and principles, there are many Bible prophecies you can understand details. In fact, if you go to our website— CommonReason.com. We have several documents that we produced along these lines. One is unmasking the beasts of Revelation 13 and 17 and demonstrating what these symbols of of the prophetic record mean, symbols. Uh, they're like hieroglyphs. You have to interpret their meaning. They actually have real-world meaning if you can decode them properly. And and we offer our, our insights into that, and people can get those with a U.S. postal address if you want a hard copy for free or just read it online and, and then study it out for yourself. So there's a place to do that, but the purpose of our podcast today was simply to show you, even if you don't know all those details and, and uh, we can't predict the specific day or hour of Christ's coming, the themes of Scripture are to reassure us and be confident that God lives outside of time and the future is not taking him by surprise and he is working out his purpose to save humanity, destroy sin and Satan. Mm. Once again, the website for those resources is www.comeandreason.com. This program is sponsored by Come and Reason Ministries. Dr. Jennings, who joins us today via Skype, thank you so much for your guidance today. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Charles. And until next time, this is Charles Mills, along with Dr. Tim Jennings, wishing you God's presence in your life. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you for spending time with us today. To continue the journey, I urge you to visit comeandreason.com. Here you'll find many excellent resources to help you gain a deeper understanding of the God we all love and serve. That's at comeandreason.com. This is Charles Mills, along with Dr. Tim Jennings, inviting you to join us the next time we come and reason together. Come and reason.